And so based on, I know, I know you said you don't like, you're not going to like, uh, predict dates and things like that, but how, I mean, how bad, and when I say bad, you know, it's from our perspective, how bad does it have to get before that happens? And then the other thing is, uh, what, what's the whole, does it enter this age of, um, you know, sort of full blown, what is it, seven years rule by the Antichrist before that actually happens? I mean, if we're going off of the Bible? Uh, I think that the Bible says unless God intervenes that there would be no flesh left on earth, I think it gets up to the point to where if he does, it, it, where we're at, literally at the point of complete annihilation. Uh, I think that's that's where where he comes in, and you know. Well, complete annihilation. So, are we at like okay? So, is there this period of seven years of rule by the Antichrist? Before that, uh, are we in it now? No, no. I mean that has I, that's that has to happen first. Well, there's there's uh, various uh, takes on that, uh, Justin. Uh, some people believe that there's going to be this thing called the rapture that occurs, right? Uh, and some people believe that then that's when it that's what kicks it off. And then some people believe that there's a mid tribulation rapture. Some people believe that there's the, the the rapture happens at the end. And to be honest with you, I've heard I'm not a good enough theologian to to be able to add to attach any dogma dogma to any of those positions. Uh, I really don't know. I mean, if if a rapture happens, then that's the easy way out. <laughs> for anyone that's a Christian, that's a believer, um, and anybody in their right mind that's a Christian would prefer that, but I really can't say that I know. I, I think that... Um, well, and these guys are so crazy, they'll be beaming down uh, blue lights from Elon Musk satellites. People will be thinking that's the rapture. They'll be running up and getting uh, vaporized. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, I, I I just I've heard really good theologians that are way above my pay my pay grade make arguments for both. Uh-huh. I would say if you see things like a third temple built and this messianic figure comes in and uh, you you see all this uh, one world system where. You know, we're, we're we're given a choice: either you take this mark, uh, you take this tip, this technology in your hand, your right hand, or your forehead. Then, uh, and you're still around, and you're a Christian. Then it's obviously not a pre-tribulation rapture. You got seven years to go, or maybe or at least three and a half years. Well, let me let me just um, ask you this, let me ask you this in your opinion because you just brought it up and it's important. It's really important, and we've talked about it. Um, okay, so if you see this messianic figure rise up, 
Okay, and the th- the third temple, we could get into that on another episode because we you've done a lot of research. I've done a lot of research. In fact, Jared Kushner was really working hard to try to make that happen during the Trump presidency. You know, playing around with uh, Jordan and Saudi Arabia and this whole thing. It's it's a complicated mess, but there's all kinds of like real information on that that about what was going on geopolitically to try to make that happen, which. These guys think they could basically, I think, spark a huge war with the Muslims and then create a whole nother mess. But well, let me ask you, the messianic figure, right? If we, this person, obviously, because we're, it's not just to the United States, it's global. And in my personal belief, I don't think it could even be like Elon Musk because half the country hates him. It's going to have to be someone who is not necessarily perceived as uh, a, a polarized figure, right? Yeah, he's going to be received as a, uh, you know, he's he's going to deceive, be a deceiver. He's he's going to he's going to he's going to be received as a peacemaker. Now, in your opinion, though, do you see this figure as? Does it have to be someone? Let Let's just pretend because it's a smaller footprint for people to understand it let's just pretend it's the united states can it be someone like i'm not saying he was i'm just saying like a trump who gets half the country ripping and roaring for him and the other half does not can it be someone like elon musk right now who has 40 50 60 percent of the country behind him can it be someone like that or is it going to have to be someone who steps up who is able to pull the wool over the eyes of the majority, the vast majority of people, spanning I think political. He's, uh, he's be, yeah, I think he's going to uh, be someone that most of the world will view as a peacemaker and as a uh, answer to the problem. I think the uh, people the spiritualize. And, and he can discern will reject him and they will pay the ultimate price for that. But it's not it's not gonna be someone like Yuval Noah Harari may be a messianic figure to the guys that are in the satanic cult club, but I would say the vast majority of the planet, if they actually knew who Yuval Noah Harari was, would probably say this guy is a disgusting little creature. So it's got to be someone who speaks to the entire globe, right? Yeah, he will be a very charismatic figure um, that most people, you know, view as, as the answer. Yeah, I believe he will. I don't believe he will be seen as a, necessarily as a divisive figure. Uh, only the people that it's that, that, you know, that are sealed by the Holy Spirit, that are Christians and understand prophecies will recognize him if they're here. <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. As of right now, there is no one individual human being or person in the form of a human being that you see fitting that description right now, correct? No. Uh, there are, are uh, there are types of antichrist. I mean, there. Are, but you know, the, my understanding of the antichrist will be like again a very charismatic figure that 
the world will look at is an answer to the problems. That's what I'm saying. Um, so, so far, if they've been doing tryouts, uh, I would say Trump failed. Elon Musk failed. Uh, the Pope is out of the question. So I think like if they've been doing trial runs, uh, none of them actually got picked for the part yet. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I couldn't, I couldn't tell you. I think that they are preparing the way for this person, but, uh, you know, that, that, uh, he, you know, the, the Satan comes disguised as a, he appears as an angel of light. So this this figure is going to uh, he's, there's going to be a religious aspect to this person. As a matter of fact, he's accompanied by a false prophet. So it's yeah, it's a religious and uh, political movement that happens, and. Uh, so I, th- I think that, that, that he will be looked at as that way, and I think that most of the world will buy into it. Well, let me ask you, th- I just want to ask you this because I've, I've thought about it before, and then I want to ask you if it fits or can fit into the biblical interpretation. Could it be, could it end up being an artificial intelligence? Let, let's just pretend, for instance, we're 10 years from now and you know a, a vast majority of people are utilizing cbdc either through a hand chip or a head chip or something like that and people are walking around with augmented reality goggles on or contact lenses i mean all this stuff is right around the corner next year apple is launching their virtual reality augmented reality headset right so let's say this is a part of normal as we, you know, normal life. And all of a sudden there's a character like a, a Max Hedrum from the 1980s type of thing. And because it's artificial intelligence and it's just driven by the same personalized choose your own adventure feedback loops that people get drawn into through social media and everything now, where basically everything you're looking at is designed for you to pique your interest, to keep you engaged, to brainwash you, propagandize you, mind control you. And let's say there's just one figure who everyone now thinks is talking directly to them because they are through the smart device or through the headset, who's telling you exactly what you want to hear but what he tells me is different than what he tells you so it runs like a cult where this figure this ai creation in a human form makes you believe that you're special and he's talking just to you could it be an artificial and could satan lucifer the antichrist come to the people through the form of an artificial intelligence being yeah, I think that's pretty possible. It mentions that he'll perform miracles or what will seemingly be miracles, which, you know, I mean, AI being as intelligent, you know, we're talking about machines that are thousands of times more intelligent than human beings. Uh, there will be counterfeit miracles. And so, yeah, I, I do think there's an, in my opinion, I do believe that AI will be a, a, a major component in, um, you know, uh, whether or not it's a sentinel uh, being or a uh, or a artificial being. I can't answer, but I definitely believe that 
AI is is will be a big component of the counterfeit miracles. Uh, yeah, I just I just want to yeah, and I just want to say this before we because just think about this. I, I mean, I'm envisioning it in my head. I'm a visual person, but imagine you being um, some African guy with rings around your neck and a plate in your lip, right? But because of the active uh, activities of the central banks right now, they're basically getting the whole world hook on materialism. They tell you that you're poor because you can't afford three BMW payments and own a McMansion. Uh, so let's say you've got an AR VR headset on an African guy with a plate in his lip. And to him, that guy yeah. looks like an African guy with a, in, a plate in his lip. And he tells him, you are so special. You are this, you are that. Then you... You know, the guy talking to you matches what, uh, like, say, like what a Trump was five years ago. And he's going, Dan, don't worry. We're going to get the guys who murdered your son. Oh, you could count on me, Dan. You could. And then I see this person as uh, a different person who says, I'm going to help you escape to the mountains and live half Amish. And everyone sees a different version. They look different. They sound different. And they play to your emotions, exactly captivating you in, believing that like they're speaking directly to you. To me, I know from a technology standpoint, that's doable. And holy crap. Like you said, there are going to be some people who reject it, who realize that it's a scam, it's a scheme, it's uh, evil. But I can see after COVID land, the high school theater production, that the vast majority of people can be tricked. Now, there are people now that stepped out of COVID. Some realized that it, they were baited in. Some have educated themselves since. But at the height in the very beginning, there was probably 80% of the world that were right on board with it. If they released the vaccine on day four of COVID, I think they would have had another 20, 30% that would have lined up to get it. Yeah. Well, you know, the the Bible, the, the it describes actually it's an interesting words used it's actually the antichrist is presented as an image of the beast of the beast so it you could take that as it's an image that's being created and i could see you know i could see the ai own it to that yeah i mean to me right now I mean, obviously, CBDC is a major component. Like, I, I think you're right about that. That's obviously the ability to stop people from, you know, buying and selling. Um, I mean, that's that's obviously right up there. But to me, the artificial intelligence part is really big because at the end of the day, it's programmed by men. It's run by algorithms. You know, they claim it'll be able to train itself and everything. But if it was going to destroy man in a way that the elites did not want it to happen, people like Elon Musk and Peter Thiel and the rest of them years ago would have called for the international ban and they would have stopped it. They wouldn't be doing like what you saw Musk doing back in 2018 saying to Joe Rogan, you know, I tried to warn people, man. And, and like they didn't want to listen to me and now i have to build it and i'll help you merge with machine and i just have to be the head of it and if you let me govern it i'll make sure the governing body makes sure that it can be governed in a way that actually allows you to merge with it it's like no they're building it because 
I don't know if it's necessarily designed to replace humanity, but I think it's being designed to actually destroy humanity. Exactly. Yeah, it is. It's, that is definitely the ultimate goal. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and like you said, I you know, it's hard to imagine that there are people who sit in a room, you know, that have children, have grandchildren, whatever, and they are working to intentionally destroy the planet, destroy the natural world, destroy humanity. Like you said, they have to be so deceived that they actually believe they are doing good. I mean, good in their sick, twisted mind, but they are doing good and not evil because you wouldn't be engineering the world to bring about your own demise. Uh, although Saul Alinsky did say that he wanted to bring hell on earth because he grew up as a have-not, as many of us did, and he wanted to see the haves uh, basically be destroyed and so that his methodology, his ideology he was spreading would end up bringing hell on earth and that these people would finally know what it's like. So there are people out there that are evil trying to set into motion the yeah. destruction of everything because I understand wanting to bring pain and suffering to the haves. I mean, you obviously are someone who would love to be able to snap your fingers and do that to the people that were responsible for murdering Spencer. But at the same time... Yeah. I don't think you'd want to do that at the expense of all the innocents out there, all the other have-nots no. out there that have been abused and tortured and uh, and uh, had their lives destroyed by the system. Yeah, I believe all these evil people are deceived themselves. I think that they don't realize that they're being a they're being used as a tool ultimately for their own destruction, not only in this life but in the life to come. So um, let me so let me ask you this don't. though. No, I was going to say just in in closing here because I know you got you got to run. Um, all the stuff we just talked about with the the end times and what's coming and everything. I mean, what do you personally, uh, as someone who has researched a lot, experienced a lot in life in many different ways, you've gone through a lot of pain. Obviously, you're still in pain physically, emotionally. Um, you're you're a complicated guy, but you love humanity, yet you know that there's a lot of humans that are evil out there. I mean, what would you say that the common person, people that are in, listening to this show, that are interested in where all this stuff came from, what is really happening, what's it going to look like in the future, how do I end up insulating and protecting myself and my family from this at the same time, spreading the word and trying to wake up people. I mean, what do you think people should really do? I mean, what gives them hope and purpose? Well, the first thing I have to say is if there's someone out there and you don't know Christ, you don't know who Jesus Christ is, what he did, uh, what his atonement on the cross means, shedding his blood for your sins. The first thing that you need to get out of the way is that. You need to get saved. You need to believe on uh, in God's son. And uh, you need to receive him and accept him into your heart and into your life. 
as your Lord and your Savior. That's because that right there makes you safe for eternity. But then uh, when you when you after you do this and you have the Holy Spirit, which is the second person of the Trinity, it's one God expresses himself three ways. Uh, then he gives you this. He gives you the guidance and the spiritual eyes to recognize the times and to recognize things you see on the headlines and the things you 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 can decipher all this stuff with spiritual eyes. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, God the Father is something is our Creator. It's something that we can't that we can't comprehend with our human brains. If if we saw God, the Father, we would die. It, 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 this is something that's so massive that we can't understand it. We just know that he's there. We know about his nature. But the three parts of him is the Holy Spirit, and that's the part that he puts in you that guides you, that is your helper, that is your uh, it's the part of him that that lives in you, and then there's God the Son, who was when he came down and put on a suit of humanity and offered himself up as a blood sacrifice atonement for our sins. So it begins there, but then but then uh, with the aid of the Holy Spirit, and that happens through renewing your mind daily and seeking Him every day. You can't. It's not. It's an active, fluid thing. You you don't just get saved and then you get spiritual knowledge. You have to follow him every day. When he starts to show you the things and you start to see what's happening in the world and you can recognize the signs and you can prepare accordingly. You can make your, you can make decisions accordingly uh, based on that, what you know and through your spiritual eyes. And then, you know, while the rest of it is, you know, it's just common sense, you know, and, and, it, and does it, uh, you have to prepare yourself physically, you know, I mean, I'm a prepper. I, uh, I put food aside. I have guns. I have ammo. I have ways to get water, I have ways to get, uh, to heat up food. And that can mean a lot of things. Uh, ultimately, you have to be mentally and physically prepared to make that decision. If it, God forbid, if you're given the choice of either taking the mark and, and you know allowing yourself to be merged into this system, or being put to death, whether that's in form of some sort of execution or, or in form of some sort of warfare. In other words, you're physically fighting with these people. You're exchanging fire. You, you need to be prepared to make that choice. Yeah, or they're just going to starve um, you out. I mean, uh, no, I, I think you're right, Dan. Yeah. I mean, that, that's the ultimate, uh, the ultimate question that people have to answer that are looking for solutions to all of this that's the ultimate one like what happens when the day comes that you have to make 
the ultimate choice. Like, what is your choice going to be? I, I mean, I'll be 100% honest. I don't think I mentioned this on the show. And this was probably part of what ended my, my, my last marriage. <laughs> but I had made a stand at the beginning of COVID land, the high school theater production. And I said, if it came to a point in which they are going to force me to have a jab, whether it means, and I didn't have to worry about losing a job because I always work for myself, but whether I was going to have to lose a job or whether I wasn't going to be allowed to go in a grocery store because I wasn't going to get a digital passport or whatever might be coming. I looked myself in the mirror and I told my ex-wife, my wife at the time, that I am making a decision that if it becomes to the point where they're going to force me, I am not going to do it and I'm willing to face whatever consequences come my way. Whether that be they're going to lock me in prison or whether that's going to be that I can't make money or I'm going to starve or uh, I can't travel or whatever it is. Now, I may go out and try to get a fake fax card. I may try to cheat the system. I may have to play James Bond to be able to get around it. I will do all those things to try to get around the system. But if it comes to the point where they come to my door, come to the door with a gun, they're going to have to shoot me on the front lawn in front of all the neighbors to see. They are going to have to execute me in front of everyone. I'm not going to let them do it, you know, in a CVS parking lot with a, with a syringe. Um, based on my own accord. I'm not going to let that happen. That was a stand I was willing to make. Now, at the end of the day, <laughs> she obviously didn't want to stand by me on that choice. And, and you know, discussions came up because she had two kids and I was like their dad. I was their stepdad, but I was like their dad. She said, well, what about them? You're going to, and I said, well, I feel in my heart that if they are going to force the jab, then it's designed to kill us or to plug us into some system. And so at that point, I won't be a dad anymore anyway. They're either going to kill me with it, or they're going to plug me into some AI system with it, because they're forcing it for a reason, and it's not to protect me from the flu, or the cold, or COVID, or whatever you want to call it. So I am the best message I can leave as a dad would be that I'm taking a stand, and that I am going to force them to be men and kill me on my front lawn, not in a CVS parking lot somewhere in secret. They're going to have to do it in front of everyone in a way that everyone could watch them do it to me. And so, you know, it sucks, but when you really get grounded in this stuff and you're really based in understanding this, those are the hard decisions you have to make. Whether or not you're going to buy a water filtration system or, you know, food that you can run off into the woods with and survive on for a couple of weeks, those are easy decisions. You know, I think when you start with the hardest one of all, then everything else becomes easy. And so if you look in the mirror and you say, well, what's going to happen when they come if they say they're going to chip me? I can resist it, but what happens when I can't spend cash anymore? It doesn't matter how much I've saved up in a jar in the backyard. It's going to be worthless. You know, how am I going to get around it for as long as possible? Have I built a community of people I can barter with? Because that's going to be part of your solutions and surviving on this planet for as long as you can. But then what happens when the day comes that they have a gun to your head? What's the choice going to be? Are you going to get chipped or are you going to tell them, be a man and shoot me? I mean, it's a tough one, man, but I think if you can have these kind of discussions, then we can talk about anything else. 
Yeah, yeah, it's it's that's the uh, harsh reality. Is Dustin is uh, you know it, we all have a date with the Reaper, right? You know, and in this situation, it just may come down to you deciding whether you want to die in your boots or in their corral. And I would say that if you're going to allow them to corral you, you know, run you through that digital cattle chute into their system and you allow them to hook you up, then there's also eternal ramifications to that. Um, and eternal, eternal ramifications. And even if you, even if you're not going to accept that or try to understand that it's living life, even right here in the moment, do you want to be an outright slave to these folks? I mean, do you want to live the no. rest of your life plugged into a digital slave system yeah. where you have a digital twin that goes off into the metaverse, just like the movie, the matrix. I mean, like you talked about some people call this predictive programming, you know, other people, um, call this the revel, uh, revelation of method. I mean, the, the movie The Matrix, I think, is one of the closest, if not the closest, um, pieces of predictive programming they put out there. I mean, this is what the metaverse and plugging people in are all about. And so yeah. I just I just don't want to live life like that. If that's what life is, it's no life to me. I mean, what is, what is life if I'm living in some sort of digital it, projection? It, it really isn't. It, it really is just, yeah, it's, you know, it, there's the old saying, give me liberty or give me death. And, you know, people in history have decided to choose death over, you know, serfdom or, you know, servitude to uh, tyrants. And that's always been a reality in history. And, you know, that's what you have to prepare yourself for mentally, spiritually. Um, doesn't necessarily mean that, I mean, you know, uh, God is not unable, is, God does have the ability to provide for you during those type of circumstances. Uh, you know, I, I can tell you just three weeks ago, I didn't have but two gigs on my December calendar, three gigs. And I ended up having a pretty good December month. And I just, you know, I do the best I can. And then the, you learn, part of this conditioning and this, this Holy Spirit thing that I'm talking about, as you learn to, after you've done your best to trust God to provide for you, that, that's, that's the most important. That's, I think that's really what life is all about. I mean, you've got 70 or 80 years, however long you're going to live, maybe less, to learn how to do that. And, you know, when the time comes and when we're seeing this, that there's this tribulation and there's no rapture and you're in it, then you're going to have to trust God. And that might mean uh, surviving. It might mean uh, dying for the cause. It's yeah. certainly a possibility. And you can't get around it. You can't beat around that bush. You know, you may have to die to avoid being a slave and being lost in eternity. I know. It was almost like with COVID land, there was a test run. I watched a lot of people I knew around me that, and not that they knew everything we knew or studied everything we knew, but they, they did not necessarily want to get the jab. But as soon as their 
company said, you have to get it or you can't work here. They didn't even sit there and go, wait a second, I got to wait this out. Let's see what happens six months from now if the courts ever pick this up, which is exactly what happened. It was all, I think it was all scam operation anyway. They knew the courts were going to reject it. I think that was their way of bragging, is that all of a sudden they said, oh, you know what? We couldn't mandate it. Sorry. Now these people are getting COVID every other day. You know, some of them are getting cancer, strokes, heart problems, uh, all this they other stuff. their immune system, yeah. Yeah, but to but to me, the craziest part to watch and the saddest part to watch was humans just giving in so easy. It was like, I understand you have a mortgage, you have three car payments, you're trying to save for your kid's college education, but I, I just couldn't believe that people, you know, cave so easily. Like you have the government and Bill Gates and Big Pharma and your uh, corporation scumbags you work for telling you, we don't care, we're shoving a freaking needle in your arm. And you go, okay, I need the $1,500 a week. I'll do it. I mean, I, I, I just, that was the most disheartening part of all that, watching people cave so easily. I was like, you know, as Marie Albanese calls them, the, the anchors, you know, and says the anchors weigh us down because they give up so easily. And then they pull the rest of us down with them because all of a sudden, if it's 60% or 70% go along with the B system, go along with this, the rest of us get dragged down. I mean, it's a sad part to see it, but I think that's part of preparing yourself is being aware of this. You know, it's around you. You yeah. know, at the end of the day, I know when they pull off the next pandemic or the next fake cyber attack or whatever it may be. I already am prepared in my mind and my heart to know that the vast majority of people around me are going to go along with it, and I am going to be the outcast again. I know it. I just know it's going to happen. I'm prepared for it. Yeah. That's, uh, that's what I'm talking about. That's, what I, that's part of the preparation. That's, you have to know the truth. Know this is coming. Yeah. Yeah, I think know the truth, understand the truth, and um, and you have to know where you're, where you stand, and where you're going to draw the line. I mean, and that's what I tell people all the time about this whole system. This is why we talk about living one foot in the matrix and one foot out of the matrix. And for each person out there, your solutions are going to be different. That's why we don't have. You know, we're not a monolith here. Each person's going to have a different set of solutions and uh, different goals because you're going to be willing to live with certain levels of this matrix system more than others will. Each of us are going to have our own threshold. And that's part of what you need to figure out. How much am I willing to take? How much of, you know, how much of the slavery system am I willing to take when they have you out in the cornfield and they're beating you with a whip in front of the other slaves? At what point are you going to turn to them and call them a cracker so that they shoot you with the musket and get it over with? I mean, at what point are you going to yeah. say, you know, be a man and give it to me? You're not going to keep torturing me so exactly all right dan well this was the darkest episode i've ever done um i am now getting off the wagon i'm gonna start drinking again <laughs> 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 no i'm kidding man all right so um 
Uh, I thank you very much, you know, for coming on the show. I wanted to end up having this spiritual discussion with you because I, I, I want to start talking more about this stuff and I don't do enough of it here, but it's very difficult to go 115 episodes talking about all these guys, all the companies, all the darkness out there without actually facing what is actually driving them. You know, it's, it's like a blank spot. You know, you keep talking about all this dark, evil stuff. And then you're so afraid about talking about what actually drives the evil people. And I think we have to have these discussions every once in a while. Otherwise, people are missing a big chunk of this. Correct, yes. I believe that. All right, Dan, any, uh, any final thoughts? You ended that uh, well. I think that was a good message. Look up for your redemption draw nigh. That's it. All right, Dan. Thank you very much. I appreciate your time. Folks, I promised you Dan was going to come on the show. That was a really good conversation. Uh, I ask you guys to please leave a five-star review at Apple Podcasts, as well as a comment over there. It helps drive us up the charts. We're doing well. We're growing every day. And it's only because you guys are doing that and sharing the show. Also, think about joining pain.tv slash gold. For less than $9 a month, you get access to the ad-free video version of this podcast, as well as the Thomas Payne podcast with Mike Moore. And you get access to a Facebook-like mobile application and website where you can communicate with like-minded folks, teach each other, learn from each other. It's not built off of any social media platform owned by some corporate giant. It's just a private website owned by Mike Moore. So you guys won't be annoyed by the bots and the trolls over there. It's a positive space to be, folks. It's a place to share tips on gardening and canning and jarring and prepping and everything else uh and also folks if you'd like to during this holiday season you can leave a donation for the show it's donorbox.org slash dustin gold show if you'd like to do that we'd appreciate it we're in the process of the early stages of monetizing this show so i can continue to do it full time as i've told you guys if i have it my way i'll be working on this 10 hours a day seven days a week with no breaks just dissecting and analyzing the technocracy showing you what's coming in the future why that's happening and what we could do to insulate ourselves and i think tonight was a very important conversation here with dan because we got into the spiritual elements of this and what's going to happen at the end how are we going to prepare for the decisions that we're going to have to make the toughest decisions that we're going to have to make but in the meantime folks keep your head up keep fighting back do something to fight back against evil talk to people that you know that are interested in learning more about this share the show share the thomas Paine podcast share legal man's podcast called the quash share this type of information for folks that want to know about what's going on and why this is happening ladies and gentlemen i appreciate you stopping by the dustin gold standard my name is dustin gold merry christmas to everyone you are listening to pain.tv slash gold the matrix is a computer generated dream world built to keep us under control in order to change a human being you're listening to the dustin gold standard on pain.tv Join the discussion at pain.tv slash gold.